0: Welcome to the Mission Remix podcast. Throughout history, God has been on mission to redeem the world and reconcile those living within it to himself. The gospel which serves to accomplish this remains the same, but the styles and ways God's people on mission locally frame it for those in their own culture and neighborhoods change. Like some artists, ministers with a mindset to carry out God's mission where they live They take the familiar words of a song and then arrange it and mix it to have a fresh hearing to their own audience who needs to hear it. These are their stories. These are their methods. This is the Mission Remix Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Mission Remix Podcast. I am Tico Montoya, along with Brian Sadler. We're so glad you're listening today. Welcome back, Brian. How are you today?
2: I am super today. I'm very good. I'm, super. I'm, yeah. I'm smiling because uh, we're recording this the day after that we we had our uh, youth tailgate service. In it's huge, was, huge, which huge. yeah, God really really blessed Mitchell. it. It was it was awesome. So I'm thrilled to be here, but I'm. A very good tired.
1: A very good tired. Yeah, That's but a good I'm word. happy. That's a I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, and I'm excited today too. Not only do we get some wonderful guests and we've had some wonderful if you will listen to the last podcast, this is it's just a just a small introduction to what we're gonna be doing today. Um, or at least part of an introduction. We, we got that at the end, but also the Houston Astros are playing today. <laughs>
2: that's right. We're on the clock.
1: Yeah, we're on the clock, 2.37, not that anybody's counting, right? That's, central, so, central, that's right.
2: central time for those of you in Europe.
1: That's right. Well, <laughs> thank you all for, for joining us today, and uh, we hope that you've been blessed to hear what God is doing in various ministries at South Main Baptist Church. And today we're going to continue with our rooftop ministry. And, and for the month of October, we're continuing... Uh, the series that our pastor Daniel Crowther is preaching on, which is Love Thy Neighborhood. And Rooftop Ministry is that part of our church that is loving our neighborhood through a program, reaching out to the homeless and, and those that are struggling um, and, and the way it does that is it partners up with Pasadena ISD. And today, today we have some special guests with us that are going to talk about this in a second. So, um, and we introduced them in the last one, but give us, give us a brief, why don't you all tell us what your, your name and your titles are with Pasadena Independent School District here in Texas. Go ahead.
3: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Nacy Retta, and I am the Pasadena ISD coordinator for the migrant program, the McKinney-Vento Foster Care and Military.
4: All right. Hi, good afternoon. My name is Anna Gonzalez and I work as a counselor with the same four programs. Our McKinney Vento, Migrant, Foster Care, and Military Students.
1: Wow, that's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. It is. So thank y'all. Thank y'all for, for being here today. And so um for, for our listeners, we really want to know exactly. Um, what is the McKinney Vento program? If you'll give us a little bit of a history of what that what that is.
4: Okay. So, the McKinney-Vento program is students that are identified um, under the McKinney-Vento Act. So, any student that doesn't have fixed, regular, and adequate nighttime residence. So, that means can the students stay at the same place every night? Is it safe, sufficient space? Do they have a key to be able to come in do they have to wait outside to be let in and so that um the scenarios look different it may be families that are living doubled up may they may be living in a shelter in a hotel in the park um in their car and so um just different scenarios so fixed regular and adequate nighttime residence okay and
1: so how long have y'all been with this program
3: we've been um, with this program under special programs in pasadena isd for 10 years this is our 10th year
1: 10th year Mm Just like rooftop ministry. Just like years. rooftop Ministry. Just so happens. It's not coincidence, Brian. <laughs> and, you know, no, it's Holy definitely Spirit. not and a coincidence. Mm-hmm. From the from the beginning, God's had his hand in this. Yes. And he, he just did. automatically and y'all got to hear a wonderful story of how y'all met. And, and my understanding is that was a way to connect for y'all mm-hmm. two and how y'all, y'all know each other, but how it all connects. Mm-hmm. You know, is is amazing how isn't that amazing how God works?
3: it, it is yeah. amazing. And um this is stuff uh from your last podcast show. It was our first time actually hearing the story because every time, even though it's been ten years, every time we meet with our with the South Main Baptist Church girls, um, it's just about let's work, let's see how we're gonna how we're gonna do this, how do we gonna plan this event, and we really don't socialize in regards to our personal stuff. It's just uh, all about like let's 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 do it. <laughs> and so now that we had a chance to actually uh, hear the story, and it just confirms to ourselves like wow, well, you know, we were in the same plate, but in, in our perspective, it was like we saw the need. Mm. We just needed to see where where can we reach out to actually make it happen.
2: And God is looking down up over yes. that and saying, yes. "I got you." Yes. you know, yeah. I got two here that are going to match up perfectly with the two here. Yes. You know, and of course, I know there's others that are involved, but primarily. And to see that um, it, him him weave that mm-hmm. together is is really incredible.
1: So so here's something kind of funny I heard y'all say um, in the last podcast and in, in talking, or maybe just in in talking with each other. Um, y'all kind of personalities match up with 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 Stephanie and Lauren. So which one matches up with Lauren? Which one matches up with Stephanie here?
3: I, I'm, a, I'm the Lauren okay. at, at Pasadena ISD. Um, and for me, it's like anything can happen. Like, let's make it happen. Let's reach out to everybody. We can do it. You know, so I think big, you know, like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. So um, and actually in our first year, 10 years ago, when this started, um, that's the reason why we're doing this, because at the beginning, in our, in our program, actually, in our job, it's mainly more of the compliance part. It's mainly uh, supporting the district, uh, everybody in the district, uh, every school, uh, a point of contact, making sure we provide them with the law, with the rights, and so that way we can all be in compliance and providing those students' rights to, our, to the students. Uh, so the, this extra stuff, the supplemental stuff, which is the services, it's more of a, where we came in in our, in our first year, and I told uh, Ms. Ana Gonzalez, I said, you know what? But I want to do this and this and this because I saw there was a need. Uh, uh, And and then um, realistically, you know, we couldn't because we're a public school district. So we didn't have the funds. So we were lacking the funds in regards to be able to provide that extra support and fulfill the needs of our families and students. But we still planned it.
1: Still planned it. We still Mm -hmm. planned it. And and we
3: still were thinking about it. And it was that first year. I still remember that first year at the Pasadena Inn Hotel where we planned it. You know, and we didn't even know because you know, whenever we always collaborate with the new, new new partner, we you don't you don't know you don't know if they're gonna actually um, pull their weight and actually show up mm-hmm. and actually provide. You know, you don't know what to expect. And so that first year, we planned it. We saw the need. We had several families in that Pasadena Inn motel, actually, and um, and so we were just hoping that not only do they show up, but we were hoping that they show up with the, the the planned food that we were supposed to provide for our families that we <laughs> we. Uh, we, uh, we had told our families that they were going to have. And, yeah, sure enough, you know, um, it did. So that just tells you, like you mentioned before, there's it's not a coincidence. It's just God had it. God had it, uh, this plan. And, actually, just even with this position that we had, uh, that I had 10 years ago, um, I wasn't. it wasn't meant for me to have this position. Actually, I was planning to get another position, but I don't know the reasoning why. And I still remember um, before I got to this position that, you know, where I – I was wanting into a different position. I I, I kneeled down in my in, in in my knees and I told God, Well, there's a reason why you didn't give me that other position. Mm. You know, little did I know it's mm. because he it was meant for me to have this position. Wow. Uh, and and that's how we all started.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. So you you are the Lauren Allen Y'all, y'all get in. And Anna I guess you, you I'm paired Stephanie up With the Stephanie mm-hmm. You're the Stephanie when, ba- The Bailey Yes And we
4: meet, yeah, so when we meet Okay Where's the spreadsheet Where's the binder Stephanie let's do it like this It'll be easier for you to just Oh yes I love it And so we're texting Sometimes we have a group text Just her and I We're gonna do this we, And then we include the dreamers When we need to And then when we don't need to We just text directly <laughs> <laughs> The dreamers Yes the dreamers. yes So it's so funny When we're planning but It's t- like Text t- it
2: t- 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 all though All the pieces have to come together yes. That's right That's
4: right Stephanie so. <laughs> 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 and I Sometimes just look at each other and we're like, "No, that's not going to no. work." Oh <laughs> that, that's that's amazing. Yes,
2: <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so tell us, I guess I had a sort of a follow up to um, one of the things you said earlier about the, M- the McKinney-Vento Act or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, who makes that determination? Like, who comes in and assesses that this family or this student is quote Meeting that criteria that you mentioned.
3: So the McKinney-Vento Act is a federal law,
2: okay. and
3: uh, so the federal provides the guidance for the state uh, with uh, with us, and then the state provides the guidance for our local, which is then our district. And then within our district, then we have every district has what what we call the McKinney-Vento program, which is ourselves. And so we. So do you guys, are, yes, y-
2: y'all are dispatched.
3: We're, we're assessing the, the the to
2: to assess the situation. Correct.
3: And and that's the neat part of and that's what sparked us the interest of doing something more, because as we were assessing the the student situation, mm-hmm. and serving these students, uh, the families you're talking about more than fifty four thousand students. Yeah. And so as we interact and follow up with the phone call and and um, communicating with the parent, the guardian, even sometimes it's the unaccompanied youth, which is the child itself that lives by themselves. Then you're seeing the need. And it's for us, it was just so hard as we saw the need and we identified them that yes, they they qualify because they qualify that they don't have fixed adequate regular nighttime residency. Mm -hmm. And so, but I just didn't want it just to identify them and code them, you know? Right. I wanted to do something about it.
2: Absolutely. Well, the reason I bring it up, and I think it's Mm -hmm. profoundly important, um, I was curious because it just occurred to me if you were finding it out secondhand because other people were being delegated to go and, uh, you know, do that and to assess and come back with you and say, okay, yes, this person or this family is or does meet the criteria. Um, but I think it's so much more important for you to directly observe for yourself. Well, not only do they meet the criteria, but they, you know, they really meet it and, and I want to help and, you know, how that just, Gets on your heart, you know, in Correct. such a much more personal way when you see it, you know, yourselves. So that's why I was curious, and so I think that I don't think that's a coincidence either. Yeah. Uh, you know,
3: and, and, and maybe that was the reason why God put us in this position because actually before we came in, the the process in place was not that. The mm. process in place was just, uh, you know, if they qualify under the form, they they were quoted. The process in place, whenever we came in, we want to do it right. That meant fifty-four more than fifty-four thousand forms that we had to process. Correct, but we said if we want to do it the right way, if we want to find out really if that's the, a true McKinney-Vento student, then and, and followed up in case of services that we need to know who our families are. So, uh, of course, when I whenever we sh- I shared this vision uh, to our team, that means work. That yeah. means actually communicating and contacting every single one of these families. Um, but I'm glad, you know, God also provides you. That's the, that's the actually the year another. Coincidence, uh, but that was the year that actually Anna was working on her internship. So the first year, guys, she was working for
4: free. <laughs> wow! My first semester, it was just there as an intern. Hey, you put her to work. <laughs> I her- yes. Yeah, no, but isn't it
2: uh, a testament, you know, to g- how God honors work, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 hard work, and how He will bless it, you know, in whatever form or fashion it may be. You know, as well. So uh, it's, you know, it's just so cool. And
1: and okay, so you know, talking about the definition of making evento for the homeless, children and youth who lack fixed, regular and adequate nighttime residence, correct? So if, if we sit in there thinking, given, given our listeners a perspective, some folks will say, Well, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. really. I mean, is it is it really? What are some of those give us some numbers here that, that that we know that y'all you guys know because y'all are on the front lines. Now we can we can throw stats out there, you can throw stats out there, but Coming from what y'all see, and mm-hmm. you can throw the stats out there, but y'all have seen this, and y'all know that this is true. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to to give testimony to this. So, what what are some of those those numbers that that, that does exist to, to back it up?
3: I think first of all, it's a misconception how people don't realize how there there are homeless you know families in our in our Pasadena neighborhood because usually the misconception is the homeless people are the ones that you see on the streets. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, um, so you would you couldn't imagine how can there be homeless kids in our in our neighborhood. Uh, but our numbers have been pretty average. Our, our, our regular average of homeless identified students have been like 1,400 throughout the school year. Uh, by this time, we should have about 700 um, students that were identified as homeless. Um, usually in our population of homelessness, um, before COVID, uh, usually it was 80, 90% were doubled up meaning they were living with somebody else, other, you know, um, family, friend, multiple, uh, multiple families, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have two shelters, for those of you who are not from Pasadena, uh, we do have two shelters here in Pasadena, the bridge right. for the battered violence uh, woman, and also Sarah's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two shelters there, so. The
2: bridge and, and Sarah's house? Mm-hmm. Correct,
3: about 5%, 10% will be our, our um, sheltered shelter families. families. Shelter. And then the other percentage that we have that are a big percentage is also the hotel, the motel families. And now after COVID that has increased, now 25% of our population is motel families. So that's a big, big increase. And we've never seen that before from our 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so that's uh, an interesting fact right there that we have – And our our shelters are at capacity, Mm -hmm. as you understand, after COVID. I mean, everybody's at capacity. So a lot of them have been shifting to double-dub situations and motels. Mm -hmm. And so we're thinking that that was one of the reasons, too, as well
4: of the increase another uh, misconception because you know we often hear really we have families living in motels and we say yes think about it if you're in the previous podcast we talked about living paycheck to paycheck and so the car breaks down mom gets hurt maybe it's a single mom trying to make ends meet and the car breaks down that just throws a wrench in the equation right Mm, and so then what happens they get evicted from the apartment and so when that family gets evicted that stays on that mom's credit so guess what they can't go even if they have the money they can't go and lease another apartment Mm -hmm. because now that's on to
2: stay on there for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm.
4: And Another thing that we share is it's expensive to stay in the motels, it's at 400 500 a week, and we're uh, like, That's a mortgage payment. Yeah, if you do it's the math, getting higher and higher, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and, So
2: uh, it's really difficult times. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, wow, so you know, and you, you think about you know, on you know, the stat wise, you know, and you can break it down. I mean, it's not just, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to think here because y'all break it down. It's not just high school, but you're thinking of intermediate, middle school, even elementary. Mm-hmm you got young families families with older kids some with younger kids so you got some that are just established as families some that are older and they've been established but they're still trying to provide um, what are what are some of the the, the issues of, of why this exists you know why why is there why is there homelessness you know why why do we why are we we seeing these things you know i know job or, or what what are some of the reasons why
3: remember that uh, also uh, one thing that we need to take into consideration that here in Pasadena is that we have all of the chemical plants, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but all of our parents, a lot of our families that live here that work in the chemical plants are contract workers. That Mm -hmm. means that they're not salary-based. They don't have time. They don't have a holiday or sick days. So, and as they go from one job to another, they get laid off, unemployment kicks in. So uh, you have to think about that. So that's the reason why a lot of our families are, you know, face that situation where, uh, paycheck to paycheck. They get unemployed and then here they are uh, falling behind. So they have to move in doubled up. A lot of our Hispanic culture, what they do is help each other out. So that's where a lot of the doubled up situation comes in mm-hmm. instead of them going to the shelters. Uh, so we see that a lot. And now recently um, this year, we saw a lot of increase in uh, our recent immigrants. Mm-hmm. So a lot of unaccompanied youth coming in and living with a, a, a host Okay, that comes in. Um, our foster care Uh, population, though. Uh, Right now, um, it's amazing. Interesting, uh, after COVID, is the fact that, you know, right now, a lot of the forced foster care students are actually living in hotels, motels, uh, Mm -hmm. through CPS, because uh, there's the lack of of foster homes. Um,
2: Now, is is there an an arrangement with these hotels, motels, and the feds, and you guys, or how does... it? it, it, There's not... Because I don't assume that there is, when you're talking about people being evicted, if they can't. So, it's just... By the grace of God that this works out and your coordination and your coordinating efforts and and everything that this takes up.
3: So, throughout the years, sometimes we do try to reach out to our motels with our unaccompanied youth. Remember, our unaccompanied youth are, are students that are living on their own. Um, whenever we do have one, a student that's 18 years old or older, um, sometimes we do end up having finding somebody that can sponsor one week in the motel while they're waiting for a shelter to open up, because even that sometimes we have to
2: wait. And that's getting difficult, as you said, as the numbers increase and increase. Wow, wow,
1: that's amazing. You yeah. know, and, and as you as you as you think about it, you know the reasons for homelessness, and the reason that these things exist, and how just chronic it can be, and it it, it becomes that. Really hard mm-hmm. to break that cycle because if you get backed up on one payment, you know, on something else, there's going to be some sacri- over. It, it, Yeah, and you've got to make those. You got to make a choice, and these folks are making choices, mm-hmm. and they have to make these choices. And they're they're thinking, what, what's what's more valuable here? What, what what do I need? And and those are some tough choices that that they're they're having to make, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so you know, you guys are stepping in the front lines, and you you're you're having to do these these this contacts. You're having to reach out to these things. You're doing a lot of this groundwork to to enter interview these folks or, or try to help out and see where they are. But then along y'all come alongside and you hear of a partnership of, of a church to say, okay, well, like you said, well, are, I don't know. Are they going to come through? You know, let, let's just kind of wait and see. Let's don't get too excited. Let's don't get our hopes up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but we're going to hope and pray that this does. And along comes rooftop ministry 10 years ago and a partnership ever since then and and i know we here at this church we've seen it i've seen it i've, I've helped load stuff up and we constantly go out to that garage we do the way,
2: all the time
1: and um there, there's always stuff out there and we i know I there's know, a storage building somewhere somewhere
2: too you know that you and i went to remember they and we just unloaded and unloaded and yeah, unloaded it
1: just it's it's amazing how much and now you'll have your own storage area kind of out there and i know it's growing and i know y'all would like probably more room out there and y'all would like to have more room out there because then there's more need, though, right? But, you know, there, there are some things that, that the school districts and I, that, that do, you know, because we can provide certain things. But what do the school district, what are they, through federal aid and all these kind of things, what kind of things do they provide?
3: Through the federal uh, aid that we get provided for our McKinney vento Program or the other programs itself, it's uh, we use as uh, to fund staff, like, you know, uh, some of our uh, roles of our positions, as well as what we do with our funds, we provide tutors. We hire tutors, We hire college, a lot of our tutors are actually uh, working on their masters. But we feel that our funds should be invested directly back to our students. Mm-hmm. Our, our philosophy is that the way to end the, the chain of poverty, the cycle of poverty is through education.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so what we feel is that if we need have any funds coming in, it's going to go directly to our students. So Mm -hmm. that's through education. So we use our, we hire college uh, students and we house them at the campus level. Okay. focusing more at the high school level mm-hmm. because our numbers are higher there mm-hmm. and um and then use them as for academic support and also as mentors a lot of the times a lot of our students at the high school level it's not the fact that they're deficient in, in academics but they just need somebody to motivate them
2: there's no role model
3: exactly yeah. exactly there's no role model there's nobody to push them and just say hey you know look encourage this, encourage mm-hmm. them so what we do as parents for those of you who are mm-hmm. parents we have to do that even with our own kids mm-hmm. uh Absolutely. that have stable home, homes we still have to do that and so we have that and we saw a lot of success our sex actually uh graduation rate at the for our mckinney vento program our migrant program and foster care migrant and foster care have been 100 and our mckinney vento have been in the 90s uh higher than the state level mm, and higher than the nationwide wow, because yeah. again we go back and focus on on our youth that's,
1: that's awesome. awesome wow that's that's amazing so you know in, in talking i, I know um, Brian, that that our church we collect food and we do those we make those we make those buckets you know those bins for you guys to hand out at, at Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And yes. I know in the last the last podcast they talked about because there's two weeks a week or so that they don't have food. So um, you know what 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 on food level wise you know for the st- what is what is Pasadena ISD what are they how, what are they helping out with at least there in, in the school year? Just kind of give us some things that, that these, these food-wise.
3: Anybody who's identified with our, any of our programs that, I, that we just mentioned uh, do get the free lunch program, okay. and that's an automatic. And you'll be surprised. A lot of the parents, hey, they're on top of that. Hey, you know, our kids qualify. So automatically they get the free lunch program. And so that's uh, the benefit of all, one of the services and the, the rights of the students that gets uh, identified in one of our programs, breakfast and lunch.
1: Breakfast and lunch. Okay. Breakfast good. and lunch.
3: And now throughout the summer, some of the schools do open up for summer lunch program that the district has. And so that's available for a lot of the students, too, as well.
1: That's right. Again. That's good. And, and also know that, you know, because then there's there could be transportation issues. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that's public transportation for school buses and all that is also picks them up to help them out to get to the schools if they need to, to do those things, correct?
3: Yeah, we're, yes, we're blessed that Pasadena ISD does have free transportation for the zone schools, but with our McKinney-Vento program mm-hmm. and our foster care program, um, part, of, part of the federal law is that if that kid does move throughout the school year to another transitional uh, living situation, another homeless situation, then that we do provide that student the right to continue attending that school, uh, the same school, we okay. call it the school of origin, uh, so that way, until until they become permanent, in a permanent, and and think about it, the reason is is because if the kid is having instability in their personal home. lives, home life, mm-hmm. then what our education system sees, our federal government sees, is at least let them have stability in their education, in their school, their teachers, their their friends.
2: At least some some component of their life, which is what we're doing this for, and why you guys are doing it, and I know why our Rooftop is involved with, with and partnering with you is you know to improve the quality of their lives not just in the short term but you know long term as well um, and, 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 the, and the investment in that and like you said to stop this cycle um, you know to by implementing these education promotion and, and tutoring which I think is really really neat that, that that you do that and the way that it's done to facilitate it with the college, student that comes in and is able to tutor and i'm sure that that covers and you know a large span of, of subjects you know whether it's math or you know geometry and i guess that's also math <laughs> but um i never really liked geometry but i'm good at math but anyway long but you know what i'm saying but the various you know subjects throughout school that you did that, that you guys and maybe some of these tutors are multifaceted and they, you know, they, they can do all these things and i'm sure some of them um i are bilingual, obviously, because I'm. Um, you know, are there language barriers as well for some of these students? I'm sure to overcome. Um...
3: You know, the beautiful part of our our district, Pasadena ISD, is the fact that not only do our, do they give us, we have our tutors, but they give us the opportunity to have our tutors attend the staff development. So all of our tutors get up to date yearly updates on on the academics of depending on the grade level that mm-hmm. they're tutoring the same as the teachers but also as well as the behavior our behavior intervention team in the district also provides some uh, training because think about it these are the students that are most at risk that are going through the most unstable situation emotional behavior academics so having that training that are, is provided for our tutors for free um, then it helps them build a stronger tutor and so there that's the way how they're yeah, able that's, to that's, do that. that's
2: mm-hmm. so valuable mm-hmm. uh, you know
1: and, and, you know, as, as they go through these services, and I know you all provide a, a myriad of services for these students. I mean, it's not just, okay, here's your free lunch and here's your free breakfast. Okay, now there you go, off you go. Okay. You know, there's counseling services, there's tutoring services, there's, you know, to meet these basic needs that they may have and more, a little bit more developmental needs that they needed. you know, for psychological and, you know, those kind of growth, you know, if you want to grow those things. Um, but the other part is, is there, like you said, the, the consistency, you know, um, I, I think what you said, you know, to, for, to have some stability because in their life there may not be stability because if they're moving, they're couch surfing or they're hotels surfing, you know, or in and out of shelters or in a car, whatever it may be. And doubling up. Yeah, doubling up. And so there's no stability. But then the, those places where you can give them the stability, give folks stability and consistent re encouragement and support where they know that that's there. Um, has to stand out, and then partnering with 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 South Main with Rooftop Ministry. I know, like I said earlier, you're like, I hope they they are because in your line of work, uh, these folks face disappointment after disappointment after mm. disappointment, or struggle after struggle and trial after trial after trial. And so you want uh, you want an organization to come through and let's stick this. We got we want to stick this because we, we 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 need the folks to know that there are people that care. And consistently care, regardless of regardless of who you are. And everybody at the everybody is welcomed. Everybody is loved. Everybody is valuable. Everybody can contribute. And, and to have that, and these folks come in, to see that, and to have that support, it has got to do something for these 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 families. I, I mm-hmm. not know, not just the students, but the families. Yes. The
4: Absolutely. families. Mm-hmm. I wanted to add something that Natsi um, and I we like to also brag that our district also has a, every single school has a campus case manager that has been trained by the McKinney-Vento program. So they are trained through our program. What does McKinney-Vento look like? What does a homeless situation look like? And so they are, you know, we're able to pick up the phone and call that campus case manager. Hey, um, how is that kid doing? Can you do a social work referral? Every single student in our district um, qualifies to have a social work referral, a um, behavior response team, a parent coordinator. Uh, and we have also CIS staff. So it, it's a broad power services for the students. And we often say it takes a village. You know, it takes a village all of right. the people at the campus. It takes a village of the people at the administration office and our churches and local faith-based organizations that we all work together to help these kids. And let,
2: me, let me just say that how refreshing it is to see um, you, people like yourselves uh, that are doing this not – for the process of going through step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, and then to the next family and, and then into this desk. But yes, you're doing those things, but it's because you, you too, I can tell, I can see your hearts. You truly want to see this work. You want them to have a better life. I have a, you know, a better chance, a better opportunity, um, and to, to get out of these dire situations. And I think m- so many people, you know, when we hear social workers, you know, we don't see what that is. You know, we hear about that on the news, maybe or maybe on the internet, and so I just think it's important for the listeners out there to understand that these people um, are really involved and 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 really devoted to what they're to what they're doing and and how they're partnering with Rooftop and others, but. I just want to tell you that I appreciate it and I can see, you know, I mean, I'm looking at this information you provided and this is, these are amazing uh, st- statistics and, and just basic information, which I guarantee you the average person doesn't have a clue about, Mm-mm. you know, mm-hmm. like again, it's something that they may hear on the radio or on TV or, and then there's kind of, Hmm, I've, that's too bad. Or, well, maybe I can help someday, you know, but then here you guys are really going after it. And so I just want to commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you. So,
1: you know as, as I'm, I'm looking through the material you know here and i wish that i could provide this maybe maybe we can put it on the website if folks want to see it or they come by the church and contact the church and we can get this information to folks if, if they want to do it or contact you guys to come and talk because what you know a vision as you know like even lauren and stephanie were talking about in the last episode was a vision to help other churches get involved and other organizations to get involved and and to do those things but what are some of the needs the the needs on here there's it says top 10 needs but what's some of those needs that y'all need within this program to help folks within that are signed up or that are enrolled in this program
3: um a lot of our needs that what that we reach out to the community partners is um it's basically those emergency needs a lot of the times we have students that come in and um don't have transportation Mm-hmm. you know, and um, just needs needs uh, a way of transporting the kids just to have the parent enroll at the campus. So some of those needs could be just a, an Uber cart, mm-hmm. you know, where we can provide them um, that service uh, to get the parent enrolled at the school or have that kid go to attend to one of the clinics so that's needed or whatever it is the situation. Um, a lot of the stuff is groceries, the food. You know, guys, it's expensive right now with yeah, everybody just it's itself Everyone so, knows it is. Yeah. yes as, and and you'll be surprised a lot of our families that are in these situations are big families families of four families of five you know and uh, so that gets expensive so through that groceries is also your hygiene uh, cleaning products uh detergent is mm-hmm. super expensive so yeah, that's
2: every, i think everything across the board mm-hmm. yes and, and you're you're right it's just exponentially impacts the financial needs mm-hmm. um when when things are like that and
3: and, and these are stuff that the federal government, of course, because we're school district, we're not, there's not an allowable expense that we can provide mm-hmm. in regards to the basic needs. That's why we reach out to to our, our friends over here at South Main Baptist Church Rooftop Ministries because they help us out with that. The extra stuff as they do the holiday assistance of the Christmas, I think it's beautiful because just because, especially with the younger kids, especially just because you're going through a situation, you still want to provide them that, that Santa. You know, they look forward to that. Actually, one of the social workers Uh, One of the families that we referred last school year was from one of our social workers. Uh, And then she mentioned, um, uh, one of the parents that that she mentioned came
4: back to us. They were just amazed how there was so much love in the room and they were like... We've never been to anything like this, you know, like the girls were saying in the previous podcast, like, you know, they just come and they're just so loved and they see people that are here. They're treated as VIPs, you know, when the families come in and we're like, OK, family number one. And then the host is already there at the door. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm your host for today. And just mm. sitting in and, and, and these girls coordinate. So, OK, are they only Spanish speaking? OK, let's make sure and get them a Spanish speaker host and just someone to talk with them. And so the families have shared like you know what i was able to forget my worries and my struggles for that one day my kids got to see santa we mm-hmm. did an arts and crafts we ate food but it's just about the love and you know they're like wow total, these are total strangers and they're treating us as if we were a family you mm-hmm. know and yeah, so that, they yeah. feel the love that, that, yeah it's yeah.
2: extremely moving yeah. i mean i'm glad you brought that up because i'm just this is a great segue from from for me on this next little part um i see on the on the on the federal student rights here. You have down on additional services, um, emergency food baskets, and then sort of what um, Lauren and Stephanie were talking about earlier, the, the Thanksgiving, Christmas, and spring break holidays where there's no meals there or anything like that. And then they were talking about the Christmas party that's held up here at South Main Baptist Church. But right underneath that, it says Christmas Angel uh, wish list. Can you tell us about that?
3: These are normally the Christmas angels wish list. The students that we put in this list is the unaccompanied youth. Okay. Uh, these are students that uh, are not with mom and dad and uh, very high needs. So we try to get something extra special. So a double gift uh, because they're going to be needing the shoes, the hoodie and the backpack and also additional stuff.
2: So this is not just what you need, but if you, we it, can, if we can provide that need, uh, what could you wish? Yes. because yeah. Correct. So they're all, that, that's they're, so yes. cool.
3: They're on their own, and, and then we try to give them that extra stuff because they need it. Um, it's like uh, ourselves, you know. I actually don't. I actually don't only give my, my child one gift just because, you know, teaching them the way how, how it is on some situations. But there's a lot of uh, families that give their kids so many multiple, multiple gifts. Multiple gifts. And so, but for these particular kids and unaccompanied youth, they need it. So... Um, these are like the special kits that we want to make sure that we provide that extra. Now, remember, the South Main Baptist Church provides us the, the um, families, and we try to target the families that are, are bigger families, more high needs. And they also provide the um, unaccompanied youth backpacks that provides us the they, – they usually do provide try to provide us – sometimes depends on the funding. They provide us a hoodie, and sometimes they provide us just like, you know, the backpack with the other additional stuff.
4: Hygiene so items and a blanket is, and things like that.
3: So yeah. we're ha- we have from high knees to high knees to the highest of the knees. Yes, <laughs> <Wow. That's, laughs>
4: dream big, dream big. Yes, <laughs> dream big. you know one
1: one one thing is I'm I'm, I'm listening. Um, there, Jesus, you know, you, you're talking about sitting down in, in South Maine. You know, they come here for the the program, and you know, or for Christmas, and they eat and they they participate in their. You know, of course, like Lauren and and Stephanie had said. They wait on hand and foot and these kind of things. It reminds me of this story in, in Matthew um, chapter nine. When the Pharisees, he says this, when the Pharisees saw this, um, th- when Jesus was eating with with folks, you know, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And on hearing this, Jesus said, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous but the sinners. but I, the, the part that it, that, I, that I love about this is it's not the healthy you need a doctor but the sick the sick. And he said, but go and learn what this means. y'all, do you realize what you're doing? When he says, go and learn what this means, you're telling us what this means. Mm-hmm. These, these, are God, these are Christ's words and y'all are fulfilling that right here. You're telling us what this means. And folks will say, why are they eating with us? Why are they doing this for these people? You know, why, why are they? And we can ask the questions, why, why, why? But it goes back to the previous. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. Mm-hmm. When I needed clothing, you gave me some clothes to wear. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you came to me. And Jesus, when I needed you most, you came and ate with me. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when God eats with us, it's, it's, it's familiar. Mm-hmm. It, it's community. Mm-hmm. It's it's inclusion. It's all those things. And regardless of your age, where you are, socioeconomically, whether whether you are whether they are, you know, status wise of, of employment or unemployment, whether you're legal or undocumented, whatever you may say, whatever you may think, Jesus says, I'm going to go eat mm-hmm. and I'm going to have fellowship with them. And that's what we're trying to do here at South Main is to pour that back into the program and y'all are just helping us bridge the gap. You see how it's a mm-hmm. it's a community effort. It really is from both sides. You get the school district side, you get the you know the Christian perspective, you get the church side to come together to bring it together and we meet in the middle. And not only are we just shaking hands, but we're embracing one another and say we we can do this. And we yes. encourage. Y'all encourage us and we encourage you guys.
3: And honestly, I think the reason why this has been successful in regards to, you know, continuing and growing and getting better is because our purpose on both sides have been the same since year 1. Our purpose on both sides has always been like serving, serving the most that needs. Um, and um, and that's what I liked about um, our South Wayne Baptist Church, our, our girls, uh, Lauren and Stephanie, that they weren't in it for the picture. Mm. They weren't in it to get into the marketing and advertisement or um, getting the attention. Um, and believe me, we see that, you know, um, and, and that's what we like. And and as we, because we ourselves come to attend the the, the church event for Christmas and we saw how they received our families. Because these are our families. We treat them like, you know, these are our kids. Mm-hmm. And we believe in mm-hmm. providing them 100% service. Um, and we always say in our in, in everything that we do in our, in our job, we always say, we're going to provide this student the way how we want to provide it for our own child. And so one thing that we always see as we partner up with organizations is making sure that they're being provided, you know, well, with like a VIP service, like I'll mention. Mm-hmm. And we saw that. So that's why... Um, you know, God helps for this to continue because the purpose is to serve really the ones in need and not just for other purposes as a lot of organizations, unfortunately, sometimes have.
2: I'm so glad that you said that because uh, I'm looking up John 13 uh, and in chapter, I'm, I'm sorry, verse 12, chapter 13, uh, verse 12 of John and service. And and this passage is, is it just speaks directly to what you're talking about. It says, when Jesus had washed their feet, talking about the disciples' feet. Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer garments. He reclined with them again, and he asked, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, because I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example so that you should do as I have done for you. Truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And that's what you're doing in, in, in your all these things that you described just today and working with rooftops and, and other areas. And it literally gives me goosebumps and makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck because this is an action right here, exactly what Jesus is talking about. Absolutely. And
1: th- it's so humbling, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but sometimes I'm kind, of, I'm kind of speechless. And sometimes I'll think and, and I think about it, you know, like, well, you know, we, we have the opportunity to, to wash people's feet and, and serve. But in reality, as I as I, as I listen, the more I listen and, and understand where some of these kids are and where they are um, and just listen to their stories of hope and their stories of just to be able to be successful and that's humbling, and it's almost as if they're they're washing our feet, feet, our feet, um, in 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 so many different ways, and it just it blesses us as well. And they they're going to hopefully go and do likewise because they do. I mean, they 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 take what they have and they share what they've received, mm-hmm. you know. And you've seen it, y'all have seen yes. what they've received. That's like, mm-hmm. well, yes. then we're going to go yes. wash somebody else's feet as well. Yes. They will share because, and yeah.
2: the, and they'll cover. And even Stephanie earlier uh, Bailey was was saying that you know her family they're you know they they invite them to participate so they can see what it is that they do so they can pass it on to their generation to Absolutely. their children to say this is how we serve you know and 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 be witnesses for Christ like that wow. in action wow
1: so so tell us um real quick before we end um how can folks get in contact with you guys if they want to help you know i know they can always call at the church but there may be people that that say hey you know they're on the education side you know they know those things you know there's some probably some people that they can talk to or whatever but how can they get in contact with y'all
4: so we our direct line is 713 740 line and so um I'll read that 713 740 line if you want to learn more about what the McKinney-Vento program is and how you can partner you know, with us earlier um, in the previous podcast, the ladies had said maybe it's a church that wants to, you know, start something small. Give us a call. We'll connect you to one of our local schools. Perhaps it's like, hey, we can. We can't sponsor 30 families, but you know what? We can sponsor five. Okay, let's connect you to the local elementary mm-hmm. school, middle school that's by your campus, by your church, and connect you with that campus case manager, that counselor. And you can also do- work t- directly with them. So it can be something small, it can be something big.
2: Because uh, every one of them matters. Exactly. You know? so, yeah, exactly. That's, that's so, great. That's, that's really good to know as well. Because some churches may feel overwhelmed, say, golly, we can't do 30 mm-hmm. families, you know, but we can do three or five. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, so, yeah, thank you for so, sharing that. So,
1: Anna, that was your phone number, That's correct? Mm-hmm. 713-740-0069. Correct. And so if they want to call you or need to, you know, if they they, they want to call you as well, your number is 713-740-0250. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's neat because with every, wherever there's a school, there's a community church, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the, especially here in Pasadena. So is, wouldn't it be neat to have a replicate like... Uh, I think it was Lauren that was stating how that campus case manager, that point of contact uh, can be confident to reach out to the local church whenever they need the basic needs of a family member and just reach out. Um, because, again, that's uh, such a school district where we don't have the funds to be able to provide that extra, extra stuff, mm-hmm. um, basic needs, hygiene, or clothing. But it's neat to have that. And and it's and it's beautiful because in Pasadena, how we're all collaborating together for the, for the benefit of the, our, our students. It's it's neat to see that. Whenever you see it in, in action, um, I enjoy it because I see it. Wow, look look what how God has provided us the opportunity. Um, school district with you know local community with faith based church profit and uh, even a community college because uh, we also collaborate a lot with our community college.
2: It really puts it into perspective. You know, we always always hear this, it's better to give than to receive, yeah. you know, but it really is better to give, isn't it? And, and it feels, because it feels so good mm-hmm. to see those families smile, you know, or a little girl smile when she gets a backpack or mm-hmm. when they're able to eat. And, and uh, we really are blessed, so.
1: Well, thank you all so much for coming in yeah, and allowing us to to just really to intersect with you guys and, and rooftop ministry and those things and and we hope and pray our honest hope and prayer is that other not just South Maine but other folks will see and hear this need and say hey how in some small way can my church or my small group or something get involved to help a family or two or five or ten or whatever it may, may be um, and that just I mean just what a blessing it is to hear from y'all got you guys from the community and how our church and hopefully others and just can can really, it just started with the vision mm-hmm. and how it can impact so many lives and just the ripple effect, you know, just how that, that happens. And so thank you all so much for joining us and sharing yes. your time and your energy and your passion and your calling for these things. So thank you all for joining us thank today. You. Really thank enjoyed you. enjoyed having you. All right. Thank well, you. Brian, will you mind leading us out in, in
2: prayer? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, I uh, just want to thank you for um, individuals like this God who are indeed um, – Carrying out your commands to serve people, God, to help people in whatever capacity that we can, um, God, and with these students and this homelessness um, and the many forms that it takes, and these families, God, um, and the many forms of the home uh, that it takes in terms of their needs, um, God, you are above and you see all this. Your ways are higher than ours, uh, but we do put our trust in you, and it is so. Um, Rewarding for us to see your plans um, work um, when we have servants that are willing to do it, God. And as I said, I am thankful um, for the enthusiasm of all these individuals that we've been able to speak with today. God, and how you are using them. God, I pray that you would just continue to bless them and their efforts. God, help them not to get discouraged. I know uh, sometimes it can be discouraging or frustrating when this might not work out or this might not work out, but God, for whatever reason, you're working it out in the big picture and and as they have testified today, they have seen that and they can testify themselves to that. Uh, so God, just be with them in, in these programs. Be with Rooftop um, as they continue to partner with them um, and pray ultimately that your will be done in all these situations, God, and we look forward to seeing the blessings that that you have lying ahead for us. That's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for joining us today, and I hope you all have a wonderful day today. Thank you all. God bless.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mission Remix Podcast. If you would like to hear more stories and conversations from those like our guests today, who are living missionally in their own cultures and neighborhoods, be sure to hit like or click subscribe from wherever you're listening to this show. If this episode was encouraging and inspiring to you, feel free to share it with others who could use some encouragement too. The Mission Remix is a podcast of South Main Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, where we work, support, and partner with many missionaries and pastors like the one you heard today around the greater Houston area. If you would like to know how you can further support mission endeavors like these, whether that be through generosity or service, you can email us at info at Until next time, keep living on mission for the sake of your own neighborhood.